the fire, merry meet, dare to more than dabble. All are welcome at our hearth for a little bonfire babble. Bonfire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. Hi, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to the Yule series. Yule Part two. We promised you it was coming. Yeah. And here it is. Solstice deities. Solstice deities. There's a lot of them, there, turns out. There are a lot, and yet some of them that I always thought were, but aren't. I mean, they can be for you. <laughs> yeah, and that's, yeah, I'm going to talk about that for there sure. There you go. What's, you have something to chat about today, do you not? I do have something to chat about, actually. So, as we all know, next month is Cory month. Oh yeah, it is. It's my birthday month. And I, my friend sent me a video, you know, Ida's person. Oh, cool. He sent me a video and he was like, look at this cool D&D advent calendar I got. Oh my gosh. And he opened the day that it was and I was like, that's cool. I didn't get an advent calendar for December this year. And then I had the genius realization that I should have had years ago, but only just had, which is that my birthday is on the 27th of January, which means that I could get an advent calendar and just not start opening it until the second and count down the days to my glorious, miraculous birth. That is so fun. And so I got myself the most beautiful dice advent calendar it comes in a collector glass top box that you can store your dice in afterwards which is great because i have a lot of dice because i'm a little dice goblin and i need a place for them all to live and this is going to be perfect and there's a new die every day and a big fancy one on the 25th or in my case the 27th oh my gosh i will probably do a story or something so that i can show you all where i got it what etsy shop i got it from it's beautiful. The quality of the box is gorgeous. And you got to choose like what style of dice you wanted. And so I'm really excited. Oh, my God. And it came real fast. That is so cool. Yeah. So that you have it and you yeah. have it in time for birthday. I actually just pulled out today for another reason not to drink it, but to share the name with somebody the absinthe from last year that I bought. Oh, yeah. Uh, in honor of your absinthe birthday. Yes. Yeah. And so it just made me think of, it made me think of your birthday. Cause Thank it's, you. And just FYI, everyone, she is not a Capricorn. No. She is born in January, but she is an Aquarius. I'm an Aquarius. Yes. I'm a little cuspy baby. Yeah. There you go. I kick off the season, I like to think. I like to think you do too. <laughs> I do like that. I'm really excited because at the end of this month, I'm doing my solar return with Conowin. Oh, how fun. To get a little look at the coming year. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah. Hey, now's a good time to tell y'all if you're listening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Hanuman has the flu and... Bronchitis? Bronchitis. And they're fine. They're, they're going to be fine. They're, they're on the okay. mend. But we suspect highly that uh, the episode for Cap Season, sorry, Capricorns, is going to be a little bit late. So, um, I will tell you that... Uh, your season starts around, you know, Christmas time, um, sometime around twenty first. No, but, but seriously, we might throw you some dates just so you have those, but not much else because we're not one. Yeah. Someone asked me on Patreon about um, how do you find your 16th degree? And I said, that is such a good question. I want one to teach class on it so badly <laughs> uh, because I try to find my degrees all the time. And I'm just so lucky that she tells us what ours are. <laughs> I have a book that I got mm-hmm. specifically to be better Mm -hmm. at the basics of astrology that I have not touched. And I really need to do that. There's a website. I need to find it again. I know I bookmarked it that you can go and practice finding your degrees and then they, they quiz you on it. That sounds like math homework to me. It feels like (laughs) math homework. I am not going to lie. It totally does. Yeah totally feels like it so everybody go on instagram and send conowin some love yeah and we will get capricorn season to you it might just be a little bit late yeah and as a matter of fact because of everything that's going on 
you may have already noticed, or maybe you haven't, that the episode is coming out a little bit later in the day on Wednesdays, and that's probably going to keep happening. I have a dog next to me that's not my dog. That's and, new. Yeah, this is this is Anara. She is beautiful. She's one of my daughter's dog because my mom is coming home for Christmas and her birthday, and she is a Capricorn. So there you go. The picture, Dada sent me a picture of this beautiful dog, and in the picture, the dog looks enormous. Yeah. And so I got here and this little black dog comes up to me from the door and I was like, that's inconsistent with my expectations. Well, and here's what's (laughs) so wild about her as well. Every time I say this, I go, ooh, she is half lab, half dachshund. She has a dachshund-y face. She does. And Labrador ears. And, And she has, she's like the size of a tall corgi. She's got big dog energy though. She Actually, she doesn't act like it at all. She and right now maybe she's exuding it. Maybe because oh, is she? Oh, good for you. She's uh, she's definitely lazy dog. She's a little bit older now. Oh, she's so cute. I love her. I love dogs. So yeah, yeah. And I know I had some babble, but now I've forgotten mine. I don't remember what it was. And we've talked enough. That's okay. Both of us are feeling a little distracty pants today, yeah. but that's okay yeah. because the vibe is good and the tree is pretty and the dog is cute. And so what else could you possibly so want? So is, so is, so cute. Not much. Not much. If yeah. I had like hot cocoa <gasps> and like mm. a, sorry, a pulled pork sandwich, like that would be <laughs> ideal for me right now. <laughs> Those two things would really... Um, Aside from substances I know are bad for me, those are the two things that I know would really make uh, me feel better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I yeah. have one more babbly thing. Oh, please. Actually, she's a liar, folks. I'm going to save it for our food and drink oh. episode. And I remembered what my babble was. What is it? I'm going to save it for out there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we should probably because, head to the yeah, bonfire. Let's do it. We're skipping the library today, everybody. Uh, and so here we go. Everybody move along, move along, out the door. I am having a hard time not laughing right now because she just moved everybody along. This is a real conundrum we find ourselves in, too, because if somebody starts thinking I'm funny, I start performing for that person. So it's about to get real weird in here. She's funny. All right. Here we go. Do you want to go back and forth? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Do you want to start or want me to start? Oh, you go for it. I'll go first. Okay. So we are talking about the deities of the winter solstice. Now, my first one is technically correct, which is my favorite kind of correct. Okay. It's just that it's Southern Hemisphere, so it's technically for June. Oh, wow. So look at you. Winter solstice, but in June. So just like keep this in your noggin for the winter solstice for the Southern Hemisphere in June. Because when I was like, I want to talk about deities that aren't from the north, like aren't from the Western, you know, dogma, aren't from the Western pantheons. And I was like, I want to talk about Inti. And so I did. And then I was like, oh, that's in June. Well, (laughs) that's fine. That's fine. So we're going to talk about Inti. This is, by the way, everybody, the briefest of overviews for Inti, because there are so many myths and there are so many stories and there are so many there's just so much as with all very ancient mm-hmm. myths there are many many versions so the long and short of it is that inti is the ancient incan sun god the inti Raimi or the inti festival Raimi meaning festival is celebrated on the winter solstice uh, but not here, like I mentioned. It's a Southern Hemisphere thing. And they celebrate in June. And Inti Raimi is usually uh, on or around June 24th. Awesome. So that is winter solstice time. For them. I almost just said in the upside down, which is wrong. <laughs> but, you know, we used you know. to say the upside down and it didn't mean what it means now. Yeah, now it's a scary place. Yeah. Oh, my friend is in Australia right now. I'm so jealous. Oh. He's like, it's sunny. It's 70 degrees. I'm like, get bent. (laughs) (laughs) So the TLDR on Inti. I encourage you all to go look them up yourselves and go past Wikipedia. 
because Wikipedia gives some information about like the regionality and like the time period and like that's very cool and happy to have that context, but it it's very sterile as okay. Wikipedia often is. And so I encourage you to seek out websites, particularly educational websites. Look for .au. That's the Australia. Or even you can sometimes find it .uk or .co at the end of a website and you know you're in that region if you didn't know that already. I don't think I know what the Mexico one is. but I don't think I do either. But I know that I've looked at a lot of .orgs and a .edu's. Yeah. So, and most of those, not all of them, but most of those are here in the United States. Yeah. But look for stuff if you can that is from the perspective of the people to whom the myth belongs. Yeah. So, yeah. Inti is the sun god. And then there is Mamakila, the moon goddess. In some myths, they are brother and sister who are also married. In some myths, Inti is the son to Pachamama, the Earth Mother, and the Sky God. And in other myths, uh, Inti is the son of Viracocha, which is the god of creation. Hmm. Inti is the patron saint of the Incan state. Uh, and the, the emperor and his family were supposedly, in much the same fashion as Egypt, they were descended from the god. So he's portrayed as a golden disc with sun rays all around him. And he's often portrayed in stories as benevolent, but like really powerful. So very much a keep him pleased or face his wrath kind of vibe. Oh, wow. But like from what I could tell, what I could gather, it was very much uh, like the extent to which you would have to fuck that up is pretty high because he's a pretty benevolent god. Got it. But it makes a lot of sense that they would celebrate Inti on the winter solstice because it would mark his return. Hmm. Right? He was gone. The days got so short. They're so short, so cold. Uh. And then he would come back with a steady onward march of spring. Please go look him up. If nothing else, look up art about Inti. Because his depictions, particularly in contemporary, regionally specific folk art, is beautiful. Beautiful stuff. Big, beautiful god, big golden disc, fire, sun, all kinds of stuff. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So that's my deity number one. Okay. My deity number one is not a traditional solstice deity but it is one that tammy and i celebrate it is artemis then i found some stuff online not in any of my books where she was considered she and diana and by the way she and diana are almost but not quite interchangeable a lot of people do interchange them and they are together quite a bit when you do your research in anything books or on the internet Diana is the Roman goddess, and Artemis is the Greek, and she is the twin sister of Apollo, and happens to be the name, if you're NASA geeks, everybody, of the latest took up and already brought back down to space. They love to name their space stuff after mm, Greek gods. They do. Big fans of that. Yeah, and if you Nerds. look up, yeah, it's, and what's really great <laughs> is if you if you want, okay, I'm going to go down a tiny rabbit hole here. If you want to look up Artemis and put in Artemis NASA, if you put in Artemis and not Artemis the Greek goddess, you're going to get the NASA stuff. And they have a whole description of what the symbol that they put on the uh, shuttle means in relationship to Artemis. Is it a bow and arrow? It is. There's a quiver. There's a point. There's a, oh, I don't remember what the other ones cool. are. Yeah. But it goes deeper than than the arrow, but it kind of looks like that. It's really cool. Awesome. If you want to go geek out about it, go for it. Uh, I know I did. You know I do. I love it so much. <laughs> I follow um, their Instagram, yeah. and every time I see their posts, I'm just like, yeah. yes, this is the serotonin I needed today. Yeah. And you know what? There is a person that I follow called NASA Fix It, who creates this stuff that I comment on quite a bit and I finally talked about NASA a little bit well he's really pissed off at him Uh because they're they're slowing down 
the progression because, but it's not just them is what I wanted to tell him. They're slowing down the progression of um, knowledge of learning about space travel. Wow, this is a big rabbit hole, y'all. I'll make sure I put it in the notes. And, but science does that. I mean, the only time we haven't seen that is with the pandemic. People finally started to share. And now they're already back to, oh, capitalism, zip it up, zip it up, don't share. Do you know how many diseases, how much more space travel and everything? Anyway, okay, there's my tangent. I'm going to step off. Let's go back to Artemis. Let's so, talk about Artemis. Yeah, Artemis the goddess. She is amazing and I love her. Sure. And she has come more and more into my life because of Tammy, Diana's name in Latin means sky and daylight. She is in charge of domestic animals, as is Artemis. Fertility, as is Artemis. Aids in conception and delivery, as does Artemis. If you go to Britannica, it also says that Diana was possibly, she was an original indigenous woodland goddess, but wasn't associated with the moon. And I'm like, oh, okay, let me look at that reference and where you found that. They didn't have it. Britannica.com didn't cite their freaking sources. And I'm so pissed off. Britannica so, figure it out. I know. And I'm like, what's going on here? So I don't know how that could be. Uh, I think she probably was. But Artemis specifically is associated with Selene or Selena. Selena? Is it Selena? Luna. Selene. The moon. Selene. And, and Hecate or Hecate. Often, this is why they would be considered, according to Britannica, who didn't cite their sources, <laughs> how they got confused as a triple goddess, hmm. which I had also never heard that she had ever been confused with a triple goddess. But there you go. There you go. Why does Artemis have to do with Yule or Solstice? She really doesn't in a lot of lore. She does for us because we also bring in the Morgan. If it's okay, I'm just going to wrap these two Get together. There. The Morgan is my second one because that's who we bring in. And the Morgan is about the nighttime, the long coldness. It's ending and here it's going back to the light. That's our story. I bet Corey, depending on what she found, may be talking about that a little bit more as well when she gets to one of her deities maybe maybe i don't want to spoil that so i will talk about just these two that's how we incorporate them into our solstice since they're both our goddesses and we want to honor them unlike the holly king and the oak king mm -hmm. they don't go away for us right we do a ritual that includes the transformation of the longest night and then artemis starts growing and the fact that she is a hunter and it doesn't necessarily mean of animals we incorporate her in lots of ways although my wife is a meat eater i am not sure. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that we're going to talk next, a little bit about that next week next week so as far as solstice then we start to uncover we start to bring to the surface we we start to bring to light mm -hmm. i'm trying to find other ways to not be so dualistic and i'll talk a little bit more about that after we get through all of our when we're really talking about things we celebrate but that is how we see artemis as part of our solstice celebration and the morgan as part of our solstice celebration we have an episode on the morgan if you want to dig deep we're going to do another one on her this coming year. And we're also going to be doing one on Artemis this coming year to dig deep. But those are our traditions of how we use them in Yule uh, and Solstice. I think I just got hung up on talking about duality. The binary. Well, yeah. I think that binary is different to me in my brain. The than word duality. Then duality. Because... Yeah. I don't know. To me, binary means inclusion of one at the exclusion of another, whereas duality to me means inclusion of two things. I would agree with that, except all the language that I keep finding when I talk about light and dark, yeah. which is where I want to go to with this, because yeah. this is about, is that, okay, I'm just going to dive into Get what it is. Yeah, okay. Uh, the dark is crucial and important yes. and we need it. There are some things that have to have cold in order to grow. So again, why we incorporate on Morgan into our celebration. So I heard a story 
earlier this month about a Pennsylvania apple farmer. And yeah, I know. I, I like swear you it's coming wondering back. Wondering where this is going. I yeah. love it. His family, his father and grandfather before him, and him for the last 30 years have grown a particular type of apples, Macintosh, Galvinsteins, and stuff like that. It's not getting cold enough anymore. Mm-hmm. And so they have to shift which apples they are going to be. That sucks. Doesn't it? So that's what it is, is I think sometimes when we say dark and light, Mm -hmm. it's good and bad. Mm. And I'd like to get out of good and bad, as we've talked about. Well, I think if you're not finding that language, you should write some. I'm I'm trying to, and I'm trying to find those words a little bit better. I don't have them as much today. Well, (laughs) I'm a little bit loopy today. (laughs) I'm a, yeah, today's a whole thing. Today's a whole thing, everybody. Today's a whole thing. (laughs) And, you know, some days you're thriving and you're like crushing it. And some days you are like absolutely the goddess of the castle. And some days you are just trying to get through it. And you know what? Both of those are okay. (laughs) Yeah. I will tell you what, though, looking forward to Corey coming over today and looking forward to talking to all of you was a bright spot in my For life. Sure. So For sure. So sorry I went down a couple rabbit holes. I'll try to keep, I love that. I'll try to keep focused on Yule and Solstice. I love also the way you sort of described the like growing of Artemis and, and things because like to me that duality is beautiful because mm-hmm. sometimes one is more prevalent than the other but neither of them ever goes away. Right. I think that's lovely. And I love that. Yeah. I, I like that. And I, I get the Holly King. So the other thing too is if you don't know the Holly King dies right now. Yeah. He, he will die and the Oak King. Yeah. yeah. And I always I have to tell myself that because it feels so weird until I think about right we're growing we're growing and that's why the oak king is here and in summer solstice even though it feels weird it's summer you know the height of it for us uh, over here on the northern northern hemisphere sorry southern hemisphere that we are waning you know we're going into harvesting and dying and Mm -hmm. the darkness and then the light comes back so that's how i make myself remember yeah no that's right the holly king rules summer (laughs) which just always sounds weird that's wild but you know what's interesting about that too is that the holly is around all all year long yeah holly's everywhere yeah and it's a great protector by the way everybody it's a great ward for your home you can keep it small it doesn't have to be a huge tree but keep on it (laughs) if you got the newsletter on monday uh, it's a great decoration enhancer for the grab bag craft. Woohoo! I totally threw us off track. That's okay, <laughs> because I'm about to talk about Dionysus. So, okay, I work with Dionysus. I had no deities a year ago, and now I have three. Oh my So gosh. we're doing a whole thing with my life. Apparently, they're like, hey, you want some, like, guidance and stuff? And I'm like, apparently, because you're here. So <laughs> Dionysus is associated with Yule and the winter solstice. I did not know this. And why is that? Well, okay. So, first of all, the Dionysus, Dionysian blessing Ooh. is vives anos, which means live for years. And it was a blessing that was spoken during the Brumalia in honor of Bacchus, who is derived from Dionysus. So the Brumalia and the Saturnalia involve Dionysus. Yeah, Saturnalia. Yeah. Especially. Yeah. Yeah. So Dionysus is the god of sprouting vegetation. He's also the god of wine grape harvest, orchards, and fruit, fertility, fertility, yeah. insanity, love it, Oh wow! ritual madness, loving that, and religious ecstasy, yeah. which we love, uh, festivity, and theater. I didn't know two of those. He's a busy dude. He is a busy dude. <laughs> He's a busy dude. There is mythology that links... Dionysus to the pine tree due to its phallic nature because Dionysus is all about that dick I guess <laughs> it's evergreen and erect was the way I heard it uh written I wrote lol the sticky sap equals semen which equals fertility which I think is funny because I'm 12 
But offerings for... Obviously, I am too yeah. because I'm laughing. <laughs> offerings for Dionysus and later for Bacchus could include uh, many things. But least, not least of all is wine, grain, mm. and honey. So his whole winter solstice Yule time thing. We know that winter solstice is a bonfire festival. It is a huge cosmic event. It is hoping and praying that the sun comes back, right? Mm -hmm. It is saying goodbye to the dark, cold days. And if that does not call for a celebration of Dionysian proportions, I do not know what does. So his holsties is wine, you know, delicious food, sweetness, boning, honestly, because fertility. Yeah. And what else are you going to do if it's if it's your thing? What else are you going to do when it's cold and dark and you're yeah. partying? You're going to you're going to get it on. Yeah. You're going to find a side room at that Bacchanal and you're going to bone. And it's a really great way to keep warm keep in warm. winter. You know? So yeah, you find a person who's interested and you say, I'm going to yeah. smoosh my body up against your body. We're going to stay warm. Totally. Wink. If you are ever stuck in a snowstorm, it is better to get naked and be next to each other because your body heat's going to heat you better than those clothes in between you. Yep. Not saying you have to do anything. If you've but, read yeah. any fan fiction ever, you've heard that as a trope in a <gasps> fan fiction before. Is that right? Oh, no. They were stuck in a car in the snow. I'm oh, no telling way. on myself in a very big way right now. <laughs> if everybody could just erase that from your memory, that'd be swell. <laughs> Actually, you know what? No. I don't have any shame I want to read that. it. You shouldn't have I any have shame. None. I have none. But... I think that the viva, uh, vives anos, the mm -hmm. live for years, is a really appropriate blessing. And while it is Latin and it is from Roman times, it is from the sort of thing that followed Dionysus, I think that it still applies to him because his whole thing is, I think when it comes down to it, is joy. Mm. And when it is dark for a long time of the day, when it is the darkest it's going to be, it's really difficult to find joy it's sometimes. It's really hard. Yeah. Because it's dark and it can get oppressive and it makes you feel gloomy. And so Dion uh, Dionysus is there to say, actually, what if we ate really tasty bread with honey and got a little bit turned up on wine and maybe smushed? And I love that. I love that for Yule time. I love that for winter solstice time. I love that for Dionysus. I love that for me. It's great. Please look into, there's some really beautiful artwork of Dionysus dressed for winter. Oh yeah, there is. It's so good. It's so, he's so, ugh, Dionysus is so major. I also want to throw out, even if you don't subscribe to JSTOR, if you don't have a subscription, you can go see some of those pictures of Dionysus on JSTOR because they're free. It, it, they're things that the public can access. Same with Artemis and Diana. Mm -hmm. you, I, they're gorgeous. There's some gorgeous stuff there. No, that's all I have. That's it for Dionysus. Ooh. So you've got another big kahuna to talk about. I'm really loopy. Poe buddies, Nerfic. And I know I left some stuff out for Artemis and the Morgans. A little procedure yesterday. And I'm really loopy still from anesthesia-y stuff because I am really sensitive. But guess who showed up yesterday in my procedure, before my procedure, and after my procedure, and is hanging around? Odin? I don't know what the hell is going on. I really still don't. And I haven't had time to just like sit down. My friend Sophia recommended, because I love American Gods so much, recommended Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman, and I am listening to it. So Odin showed up yesterday, and it also just made me realize, because we talked about him last week just a very little bit because he's part of the hunt, and reminded me a lot of things, and some of which I will share with you, and some of which are personal, but one of them is is the ghost stories that are around Solstice and Yuletide, like A Christmas Carol. It's a ghost story, y'all. And that his hunt is part of that ghost story and how important it is to, in the darkest of the time when we're really focused on not dying, <laughs> and do we have enough food stored away for the winter? Is the sun ever going to come back? And are we going to be able to grow things to celebrate 
and to honor the dead and honor those who have gone before us. So solstice is totally a time for that. And anyway, he just really, really reminded me of that. The other thing that I, so I, I'm including him this year for the first time ever in my solstice celebration, everyone. I'm sure he'll love that. So, yeah, and I would love to hear, for those of you who are old timers, how, how, that, how that goes for you. Because I'll tell you what's interesting. The Morgan was also around yesterday. And I'm not sure they like each other. That's going to be interesting. They have a lot of the same qualities, though. They share a ton of Probably the same qualities. Probably why they don't qualities. like each other. Maybe. Yeah, because, yeah, exactly. And I don't know. I, I don't know yet, everyone. I haven't had enough discussion with... I haven't I haven't been in a space to, like, you know, do that higher realm stuff mm-hmm. uh, the last couple of days. So I probably will. The other thing that I was reminded of and talked about with him was one of the stories that I heard. It started out as, oh my gosh, you are just a dick. (laughs) That's where I went. And then it ended up as, uh, wait, you're still kind of a dick, but not completely a dick. It's the story where he's trying to get the mead so that he can be this great poet. And he's trying to get it from this guy's brother. And so he kills all the all the brother's workers. So they all die so that he can then trade with this guy. He didn't go kill the guy. He didn't go kill the brother who has the mead. He's going around this weird way. And then he works for nine months. He works to get what, I I mean, sorry, don't approve of killing all the giants, but I guess, you know. It was rough out there for those giants. It it was. They had a rough, rough rough time. time And a rough ending. Yeah. Yeah. So that part of it I don't like. But the work ethic, I think it's a really good reminder that there are sacred exchanges Mm -hmm. and that we need to honor those and that they're not always about money. Uh, they don't have to be about money. They can be about your time, your yeah. energy, and that you also have to do that same thing with yourself. And at solstice, treating yourself well and not overspending, overcommitting is really crucial because you are important. Your life is important. And so focus a teeny bit on you, even if it feels a little bit selfish. It's okay to be a little bit selfish. So, yeah. so that's what Odin reminded <gasps> me of. Okay, and that's all I have about Odin and my mom lecture. (laughs) Also, can I just say about the last episode, how cool did Detta make me sound? Oh, during story time. (laughs) But like, I listened to it when she sent it to me and I was like, I sound so cool. So there will probably be more story times in the future. Oh, I definitely, I've been writing some stories that I think need to be spoken, not written. So yeah, 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 we're going to be sharing that stuff with you too. Yeah, Cool. cool. So my last being, yes, my last entity is from Scottish and Irish culture. Her name is the Calich Vera or the Kaliak in is, some pronunciations. An yeah, yeah. is the way that she is formally re- uh, referenced. So first of all, there is a short film that I am going to share with Detta so that it can go in the show notes. There'll be a link that you can go to to find it. It's just on YouTube from a group called Screen Ireland. They mm. do, I'm guessing their whole thing is they like show short films from around Ireland. And there was this incredible short film that was my favorite kind of thing because it was beautiful and evocative and emotional and uncomfortable. Mm. And I love that. I love I eat that shit up I love it when things are beautiful and uncomfortable at the same time wow I love it I love it so much and I recommend this short film to you because it's a modern sort of retelling of this story of this person being goddess thing who's pretty amazing also funny story I texted my friend who lives in Scotland and I was like oh hi I'm just casually researching the Calich and he was like oh the winter queen yeah she's here and I was like oh he's like it's like 14 degrees here oh I was my like gosh. I am so sorry <laughs> to hear that but it was very nice of him to put it in Fahrenheit for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh it was very cold so do 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 she is known as sometimes the hag 
sometimes the crone of the maiden mother crone life cycle, sometimes a supernatural being of death and renewal, and as I mentioned, the queen of winter. She has got blue skin with red eyes and red teeth, and she rules between the time of Samhain and Belting. This quote that I found, I think, sums her up in a really beautiful way. It's from Mari McIntyre in a video called The Kaliach by Mari McIntyre on YouTube and called the Kaliach an active and affirmative archetype of female power, one that embodies the history and myth of Gallic folklore. Mm. So the Kaliach Vera is a very, very prevalent image. And the name means veiled one, old woman or old hag. I like veiled one. There's something about that that like resonates so beautifully with the fact that she rules between Samhain and Beltane. And I don't know. I just I love it. She has numerous myths across Ireland and Scotland. And in some, she's powerful enough to create mountain ranges. And in some, she's born as an old hag on Samhain. And by the time she fades on Beltane, she's a young maiden. And she is the destroyer, the renewer, the protector, the creator. She protects wildlife from poachers. She protects the cycle of life by actively destroying with cold. So like she'll wander through the land and if she sees green when it shouldn't be, she pokes it with her magic stick and it freezes and dies. And some people might be like, that sucks. That's necessary. That's necessary. Yes. They make each other important. Yeah. The rabbit holes that I went down reading about this person, creature, deity, being, there is so much. It's so rich because it's still part of contemporary folklore. Mm -hmm. Like this is not an, I mean, it is ancient, but it's ancient in the way that a lot of things in certain parts of the world carried on like carried through with little to no alteration. There's a lot of sort of Gallic folklore that didn't really change a lot. Yeah. From from the old 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 times. And this is one of them. She's so prevalent that even mentioning her to someone now, they were like, "Oh yeah, the Winter Queen, duh." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, well, yeah, I guess." Um, but she's she's fascinating. And I don't know if it's because my first introduction to her was really that short film I watched. Mm. But which now I'm really excited. I'm, it's to see. so good. It's so good and weird. The style of it is it's like live action, but also like stop motion. It's incredible. Anyway, mm. please watch it. It's so good. But something about her is, I don't know, deeply familiar. There's something about her that's very yeah. familiar. There's something about her that's very that comforting. And it could just because on my mom's side of the family, we're descendant from Scotland, Ireland, and Wales. Mm-hmm. Nope. Not Wales. I always lump those three together. Ireland, Scotland, Norway. <laughs> Maybe that's why. But there's... She's... She's the things I love combined together. She's beautiful and powerful and fragile and frightening. Like, she's all of those things at once. She is all of those things at once. And and she has boundaries. Yeah. And she's very sovereign. And she's... She's very sovereign. Yeah. But, like, the things that I want to be as a sovereign being mm-hmm. are beautiful and powerful and fragile and frightening. Mm-hmm. Those are the things I want to be. Yeah. I want to be terrible. But not like bad, terrible, like terrible, like the way Galadriel says it when she's having her little freak out in Lord Mm -hmm. of the Rings. And so maybe that's why this person resonates with me is because she's all of the things that I want to like embody as me. But she's so interesting and she doesn't care about frivolous, shallow things. She cares about the cycle of life, Mm -hmm. which is like such a fundamental so fundamental it's like foundationally fundamental well and the fact that she is so pragmatic yes when allowed to 
do her job yes. <laughs> by humans. I don't mean allowed by right. which. And sometimes what we're seeing is she's going to fucking do her job whether you like it or not. Yep. And and her pragmatism is just she understands <sighs> on a level that humans cannot the importance of the cycle and how important death is to it. Which brings me to that other thing I wanted to talk about, but only if... No, I'm not. Go for it. So is that um, Santa Muerta everywhere and how Tomas talked about the fact that we start to see her in the Morgan and this goddess and this goddess and that all the cultures. So are they just different cultures creating or are they all the same entity presenting themselves to us and that's how I think about the Kaliak and I learned it the Kaliak uh and I can actually pronounce that one I can't pronounce the one you've learned because I didn't learn it that way it makes me re-examine which I which I absolutely love to do and go a little bit deeper and expand my mind a little bit more about the fact that all of these entities can absolutely be separate and also be all the same mm-hmm. at the same time. And that's one of the things I love about her. I've known about her for a long time, but I I had learned the story, which I don't know if it's correct now, and now I want to look it up, but this is what's in my head. It might be. Is that at winter solstice, she came, and Bridget also came, and they exchanged, and by Imbolc, even though the the torch had been passed, mm-hmm. the hag Kaliak didn't leave, and at Imbolc she started to fade. So I hadn't heard the Beltane, or it wasn't in my head. So now I want to see if that's just another myth out there, or something that I translated really early on in my Celtic studies, which is also possible, yeah. and it just stuck with me, you know, in a way that I learned it. And that took me back. This is what I thought you were going to mention. But of course, that's not what you had read. Is that exchange there different than the Oak King? Mm-hmm. And is it like they go away, supposedly. Mm-hmm. They rule. and But the women continue Just sort of interchange shift. and share. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's our culture because I think the Oak King and the Holly King don't. We have to honor the life cycle. But yeah. it doesn't have to be. There well, was, I guess it does have to be aggressive. Anyway, I don't know where I'm going with this because I'm still feeling it out. <laughs> still thinking about it. There was one story that I read that mentioned that the Calic would do her job and then when she was done would like become the earth. Oh, I love so, that. So like, she would just yeah. like curl up and become a boulder mm-hmm. or a mossy knoll or whatever. And then when it was her time to wake up again, she would like get up and shake off and grab her stick and do her job. Mm-hmm. A note on pronunciation. I did see it. I looked up pronunciation because Gaelic is complicated. It is. And I know pretty much some sounds, what they should be, but I don't speak it. And so I saw that it was Kaliak, and I was like, okay, great. And I practiced it a bunch. And then I watched one of those short films, and it was spoken in Gaelic. Mm-hmm. And it was pronounced Kaliak Vera. Yeah. I and would so I was that. like, Calic-vera. are they both correct? Probably. But I chose that one just because I like the way it rolls off my tongue. Or just like deity and deity. One is in American pronunciation, and one of them is in English pronunciation. I think it might actually even be more regional than that. Really? I think it might be like, if you live in this certain part of Scotland or Ireland, you say it like this. And if you live in another part, you say it like this. Kind of like how you say things different in a Minnesotan accent than you would in a Seattle accent. Patreon, you're about to get a surprise. If you're into accents at all, you're going to have fun. And if not, it's not particularly witchy. But it's fun accent work. So I love that. I've got to drop the, it, and it's all about Scotland. The one thing yeah. I was good at in college. Ooh, you were more than... The one thing I was recognized for being good at in college. <laughs> but anyway, oh, I'm great. like obsessed with her now. So, yeah. Well, cool. Yep. I'm going to suggest we go out to the... Uh, no, we don't go anywhere. We're going to throw up some sparks. I love that for us. So... Before we throw up some sparks, I would like to thank you, Courtney, who wrote to us and said, yeah, you can shout out my name. So, Courtney, welcome to Patreon. Yeah. And thank you for upping your pledge. It helps a lot. We really appreciate it. Yeah. We're just like paying our bills. (laughs) Yeah. We started this project together. (laughs) 
with our own dollars, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm gonna say this, and you can tell me if you want to cut it out. But I'm really excited to say that we've almost paid ourselves back. Yeah, yeah. That's so like thank you, everybody. Humongous. So In you. just a year, we've almost paid ourselves back. That's huge, and we couldn't do it without you. And we love you so much. And thank you. Yeah. I just want to give you all the things, all the time. All the things, all the time. <laughs> so, What's your spark? My spark today is Siren Witch 29. A listener sent it to me first, but lit, or maybe they didn't, but, they, but I saw it first on Instagram. She sent it to me, and I don't know if it's okay to, I'll just say it's Angie. And Angie sent it to me. I won't tell you her whole handle unless she tells me that's okay. And then Corey, I went into TikTok to find to find her on TikTok so I could tell you her name. And Corey has sent you a bunch of them. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And who she is, the Siren Witch is re she is creating lyrics for already existing Christmas songs. I believe she's also using poems that already exist. Oh, does she? Yeah. I don't know that she writes them all herself. I think that she I saw one where she credited a poet. Oh, cool. So. I don't know. Maybe. But she's... Go ahead. She's like reimagining. No, that's okay. She is. And people have done this before. This isn't new, but she's she's my favorite so far. I want an album so bad. And I, for myself, because yes, there's a lot of original pagan music out there. And I love that too. It's great. Yes, we need to be making our own traditions. And hopefully... (laughs) along with that little tyke cauldron set we can do that for our kids and they will have traditions from the time they're kids that they recognize but i recognize these tunes from my childhood and i like that and i think it's fine that we do that because i uh, I learned recently that carol of the bells mm -hmm. is an old folk song oh yes it is yes yeah so it's not like we'd be doing anything new by appropriating existing melodies and putting our lyrics over them oh well and it's (laughs) i think at this point it's not even really uh, appropriating because adapting uh, yeah so many of them if you look at the hymns quote Mm. unquote so many of them were older than christianity yep so not all of them Green Sleeves is yeah, not a Christmas green, song? It's not. <laughs> but it is, but it isn't. But it is, but it isn't. And yeah. Tannenbaum, oh, Tannenbaum. Yeah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I think it's fine. Yeah, I think it's fine. And this woman is, oh my gosh. And she's beautiful. She's beautiful. Her voice is beautiful. Yeah. Seriously, hey, it's Siren Witch 29, human. where can I throw money at you to get an album, please? Thank you so much. Okay, we'll write to her. <laughs> she's, al- she's also on YouTube. Siren Witch 29. There are already fakers out there who of are stealing course. her stuff on TikTok. So Siren, S-I-R-E-N-W-I-T-C-H-2-9. Her name is Ash. And so that's my spark. I'm so glad that's your spark. I love it. Thank you for sending me so many more. I'm and thank that, you, Angie. I'm glad that you had seen it from Angie. Yeah. Oh, it, just literally like hours before. <laughs> literally. So thank you both very Wild. much. And what's your spark? Oh, my spark is also a musician. Yeah. Mm. Her no her name is Laura Nique. She's a singer-songwriter from Canada. She's an indigenous artist. Do you know her? Oh, right on. So she's in the alternative indie music scene and her stuff is heckin' gorgeous. Wow. Gorgeous. Please go listen. Please go listen. And just like on a side note, support indigenous artists Mm. because indigenous artists are making fucking rad music right now. Oh, yeah, they are. I'm following like four different alternative indigenous bands on TikTok right now. I'm like, please, please just please go listen. But listen to Laura Nikwe, who is so... She's so great. She's from Quebec. And her whole aesthetic is so cool. And her music is so beautiful. And her music videos are so good. So, like, I got very deeply obsessed and was like, well, I have to talk about her now. So, please go listen. That's L-A-U-R-A, Laura. And then Nikwe, N-I-Q-U-A-Y. And I will... Uh, post i believe she's on insta but i will make sure that you can figure out where to find her 
I know about her because of all the Canadian NPR shows I listen to. Of course. <laughs> so I think I don't want to say for sure, but I'm almost positive the first time I heard about her was on Q, which by the way, if you're into music, that is, you have to, I think you can get it as a podcast. I don't know, but it's on NPR 10 o'clock at night. I used to listen to it when I was driving home from work. Um, when before the pandemic sure yeah and now i just listen to it because i listen to it because i love it because you love it yeah yeah it's great i love I, one thing i do miss about college is the college radio station oh yeah i found out all kinds of rad cool music you from can that still station. listen yeah not the same it's yeah. Not the same. <laughs> yeah it's true it's not the same yeah. hey everybody thanks for uh listening yeah as because we love you <laughs> yeah thanks for sticking it out uh, we know the energy was a little little strange, but uh, I know that my mood improved over the course of the last oh, hour. Gosh. <laughs> I feel better and hopeful every single time yeah. I think about all of you. So yeah. thanks came, for being out there. I came here with a real sourpuss when I got here. <laughs> so I'm feeling a lot better now. Yeah, that's a lot. Of, that's a lot down to you all. But also, it's just nice to see you. It's nice to see you, too. Yeah. <sighs> Until next time. Be well. Act with intention. And don't forget. You are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on Patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com. You can also join our community on Discord by clicking the link in our link tree. If you're into snail mail, you can send us that at P.O. Box 16341, Seattle, Washington, 98116. And if you want to do that electronic thing, we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com. Please also, if you have a moment, leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It helps us out. It also helps other people find us. Yeah, and if you do it on Apple where you can actually write something, we will shout you out your name. Thank you again for listening. Bonfire Babble Podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the Duwamish tribe. We honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide. To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.